The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Everybody, Arch here, and surprise, we're talking college football a day early. Uh, what's going on, Panther? You called this. You called this meeting. Let's, let's, let's. Well, you know, I called it because we've been having, I have been having um, signal issues on Friday mornings when driving and, and things like that. And I'm sitting out here in Denver in the 25 degree, you know, getting rain, light blurry stuff. So I figured, hey. Let's talk some college football. I got nothing else better to do. And, you know, we'll continue to love that. Because what else What else would I rather do on a Thursday morning talk to my boy, Dr. Earns, about some college foosball? Yeah, good morning, everyone. <laughs> it's always on all cylinders already. <laughs> just, a, just a couple uh, ticks behind here this morning. It's a beautiful, crisp, flaw morning in my neck of the woods. I'm ready to talk some college football, always with Arch. There's Sex Panther here, too, so that's okay. And, uh, <laughs> hey, started off the week Wednesday night with a Wednesday night cash. It's always good to start off 1-0 uh, and with the under, way under the total last night. Uh, what all the experts that told you this was going to be a high-scoring game didn't tell you was that Louisiana Lafayette was going to be without two of their starting offensive linemen. So an easy cash 1-0 and hopefully ready to get some more today. All right, sounds good. Let's jump right into it. We've got Colorado at Oregon. It opened up with Colorado looks like plus 19 and a half, and now they are plus 21 against Oregon. Yeah, this is a Friday night uh, matchup here in uh, Eugene. Oregon, I think they're ready for a break uh, after playing a couple of pretty good uh, defenses in Stanford and Cal. Um, they also played Auburn earlier in the year, and I think maybe they get a little bit of a break. Uh, both of those teams, Stanford, 
and uh, Cal kind of played this ball control, take a bunch of time off the clock, run the ball. And uh, so I think they're going to get a break from that. And uh, Oregon's got to get Herbert back into the Heisman comp- conversation. Colorado's got a lot of good skill players. So I'm going to call for this one to go over the total. And uh, what's the magic number you got on that one right now, Arch? Looks like, what, 58 and a half? Looks like. All right. Uh, that is, uh, that, that'll do it, 58 and a half. Uh, You're going over. Just over, over the total. All right. Uh, Oregon getting some uh, weapons back. They got them back last week, actually, at the receiver position. So they should be firing on all cylinders with that offensive line. Nice. All the receivers they have. Panther? Yeah, I'm not looking at the over under, but the thing that I'm that's just absolutely remarkable to me is is Oregon's defense. They have not given up more than seven points since that Auburn game. Matter of fact, the four games combined don't add up to the number of points they gave up in that Auburn game, um, the, the 27 there. So Oregon, you know, historically known for their offense is just sporting one of the nation's best defenses right now. Colorado has got an offense. They put numbers up on the board, um, you know, 447 yards a game. They're usually in the uh, high 20s or 30s when they're scoring, but I don't think they've played anything close to this Oregon defense. Um, I – I'm not sure how much I trust the Oregon offense to score enough points. Uh, the fact that, um, you know, the good doctor likes the over here really makes me think that if he's correct, that Oregon will go ahead and cover this game at 21. So I'm going to lean it. I wasn't really on this game. This wasn't one of the ones that I had circled, but I'll lean Oregon minus three touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have much on this game either. Public and money are both on the over, so it doesn't look bad. It's, it is getting slightly – it's trending over. It opened at 58, it's 58 and a half now. So that looks right. So nothing to be worried about there. Public is actually on Colorado with the, with the points. The money is on Oregon minus the points. So that's very interesting when they disagree. Keep that in mind. Uh, next up, we got Rutgers, Indiana. Uh, Rutgers opened up as a 25-point dog. And now they're 27 and a half against the Hoosiers. Yeah, this doesn't happen very often, but Indiana is just going to run into, you know, a a preseason workout. Uh, This is going to be a bloodbath. I did not realize how bad Rutgers really is. They're, They're one in four. Their one win is against what is universally considered the worst team in college football in Massachusetts. And then they've proceeded to get absolutely pounded in the ground by every opponent they've played. Their closest game is a 30 to 16 loss uh, against Boston College. Indiana can score. Indiana can put up points. They did it at Michigan State two weeks ago. Um, they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, Rutgers is coming off of that massacre versus uh, Maryland last week. It, the 27 and a half is a really, really big number, but. Man, Rutgers is so bad that I don't even know if it matters who they played. I would probably take Indiana or, you know, the the opponent in 28 points. So I will take the Hoosiers and give up those 27 and a half points. It just moved to 28. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably going to move more. Yeah. Ernst, you got a feel? I have uh, no feel on this one. I don't really love either of these teams. Uh, obviously, Rutgers program in disarray after the coaching change. And uh, I think the quarterback just retired, but I don't know if he was playing anyways. I think there was um, 
the team is very divided, uh, I think, over who would play quarterback or certain things. I think some people have decided to stop playing. So that's why you're seeing a lot of, a lot of uh, line movement towards the Indiana side here. But I'm going to yeah. stay off this game that no one should or could watch. <laughs> Public and money are both on Indiana. So the line's moving right. It's now officially gotten three points worse for them. Uh, the total in this one opened at 52, and it's down to 49 and a half. Yeah. So that's it. Probably take me over. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I've retired from the over. I got burned yet last week. <laughs> None of my overs touched. None of my overs touched. So I'm officially retiring my over picks. For the rest it, calling it uh, a, a season after, uh, I think you, you still booked a winner on the over-unders, though, Arch. You got to keep yeah, that. Yeah, overall. Money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, when I real I realized I had a problem when I was sitting there, you know, watching Ian Book not score enough points to help me cover. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I needed an intervention. Yeah, bet not uh, Ian Book to go over. That's when you know you got a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, next up we got OU at Texas. Oklahoma opened up as a nine and a half point favorite on the road, and now they are ten and a half. Well, so not a road game per se. This is a neutral site game, plays at the Cotton Bowl every year. Um, Texas, since Tom Herman has been there, is undefeated against the Oklahoma Sooners in the regular season. Oklahoma did get them in the Big 12 championship last year. My thing with Oklahoma is they've, they've got gaudy numbers. Everybody's talking about Jalen Hurts and this offense, almost 650 yards of offense. But they have not been challenged. They haven't played anybody. The closest team to playing anybody would have been the first game of the season against Houston, uh, and they played them, you know, within 18 points. It was probably even closer than that, really. Texas, on the other hand, has played. You know, they had that that big dog fight with LSU that they lost by a touchdown. They were just a few weeks ago in that big uh, shootout with Oklahoma State. That was, I just feel like Texas is more prepared. Um, they get up for this game. They love this game. Airlanders is uh, playing very, very well. Um, Hertz is playing well. This is going to be a shootout like they always are in the Red River rivalry. Um, but I'm definitely taking Texas plus the 11 points. I wouldn't even be opposed if somebody said they were going to take Texas um, for the outright win. This Stop is doing this that. Is Stop doing that. I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to interject real quick. That's killing you. It's killing you. Stop with the money lines, my man. I didn't say I was doing it. I just said I'm I'm, I'm just saying I, it, it's murdering it's your money. It's murdering your money. It's got to hit one of them eventually, Arch. Yeah. <laughs> I do hit them. Far out. <laughs> I do one out of three, but I do hit them. Yeah. <laughs> um, just real quick, Ernst. How can you say Oklahoma didn't play anybody? Have we forgotten who they played last week? Right, right. They um, the strength of schedule maybe took a tick up last week, I guess, with uh, tough Kansas. It was at Kansas on the road. So, but hey, Kansas got the cover there, right? We, we were, uh, I think you were on that game. Yeah, we were step for step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this game, for me, look, I I, I just can't necessarily at this point get to the window. I might. Later on, there's some injuries um, in the secondary for Texas, and it's a lot of them. And the best safety in the Big 12 is going to be out of this game. He's missed, I think, maybe the last couple games, uh, Caden Stearns. They also got a couple uh, other corners out. 
and uh, not a time to be missing uh, those type of players. Uh, not, not an offense you want to miss those those players uh, playing against. So, also the uh, the running back. There's been big uh, injuries. Uh, there's been like three injuries for the running back at Texas. They had a backup quarterback playing running back. I believe the backup quarterback now is actually hurt, so that'd be the fourth. So they've got uh, Keontae Ingram. He's the number one guy, but I don't even know who they got after that. So um, basically they were down in the situation where the backup quarterback said, hey, I'll do it, and then he got hurt. Uh, they do get Colin Johnson back, a uh, big wide receiver for them, so that'll be a big thing. I'm not sure if Cade Brewer, the tight end, is going to play. Actually, I think he's not. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's um, Herman in an underdog role. If you like that, uh, you got a, a spot here to play it. I'm going to be off for now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I – you know, well, let's start this. Public and money are both on Texas, and it's it's pretty clear that the, the majority of both of them are there. It's not that close. Line is getting better for Texas. It's getting worse for Oklahoma. So this looks to be a little trappy with this line movement. So I yeah, I'm taking the Sooners minus the points. Hmm. I'm Can't blame that. you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the total opened up 74 and a half, 75. Uh, now it is 76 with the public and the money on the over Panther. You said shootout. You think it's uh, that high? Uh, I mean, 76, you're looking at, wow. You're, I mean, you're way up there. You're at, yeah. God, you're way up there. No, I don't know. I don't know that I would bet that I, I would probably either be under or off and I'm be more off myself. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Nebraska at Minnesota. Looks like Nebraska opened up as a seven and a half point favorite, and that's where they're at, seven and a half. Yeah, Nebraska, you say Minnesota's the favorite in this one? Yeah, Nebraska's seven and a half dog, Minnesota's a seven and a half favorite. Yeah, so they are at uh, four and two, uh, two and one in the division. Uh, So this is a a big game playing against the undefeated Gophers uh, as far as the Big Ten. is concerned in that division. Um, Minnesota is healthy, and I think they're a little bit better. So I do kind of understand where the line is at. Uh, Minnesota offense is averaging 36 points per game this season. Uh, The defense only gave up three points to Illinois last week. Illinois scored 17 points, but two of those uh, touchdowns were off a pick six and a fumble six. Uh, So the defense has been playing pretty well for Minnesota as well. Uh, but um, looking at this defense that's played pretty well for Minnesota, you got to keep in mind that uh, the quarterback Peters for Illinois got knocked out very early uh, in the last game. Um, Sindelar didn't play, or he got knocked out. Sindelar and Rondell Moore got knocked out in the Purdue game. Uh, I think uh, there was a first-time quarterback in the first game of the year, and then I think there was another, somewhere along the line, another quarterback got knocked out. So they've been playing against the, a lot of teams without good quarterbacks. Uh, you know, as far as Nebraska is confer- concerned, I'm starting to have serious doubts that Nebraska is turning the uh, page with Frost at the helm. You know, I did think they would do it eventually, probably in year three or so. But, uh, man, they've, they've not looked well coached. Uh, I think Frost has actually looked like deer in the headlights uh, a, a couple times. Do we, at this point, start to consider calling them the FSU of the uh, Big Ten? Uh, I don't know. Um, Last time out, they played Northwestern. Northwestern was on their third quarterback, okay? 
Uh, Bowser obviously out. Sporonic, the wide, their best wide receiver, was out for Northwestern, and uh, Northwestern's best offensive line win was out. Uh, and they they basically got lucky to salvage that win at home against Northwestern. So for me, it's either Minnesota or I'll stay off. Um. Yeah. I. I... I don't like this game. I, one, Nebraska just become completely untrustworthy. Um, you know, the, the Scott Frost thing has not panned out so far. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. We're only a, you know a year and a half in, but he's they, they, he's got to get some recruits in there, and they're just not playing very well. Minnesota, I just don't know if I trust them yet because they haven't played anybody. They're literally, this would be their biggest test yet. Um, seven and a half probably seems right, but I couldn't go either way on this game. I'm off of it. Worries me that so much of the money in public are on Nebraska, and that line is frozen shut, which means Vegas is absolutely happy with where they're at. Ah, man, I am tempted, tempted to be on Minnesota right here. I'm going to lean them right now. But you show me a line that doesn't move with that, you know, with public and money coming in pretty hard on one side, and I always want to be on the other. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Burns. Yeah, I, 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 this one's a mystery to me. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I, uh, Nebraska, you would think that they're, they're going to have a good outing eventually, but they haven't so far. So. Mm. 53 is where the total opened. It is 50 even now with the public and the money on the under. So that's moving correctly. Mm. That's a big line move, though. It is. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, it, you know, it's out there that Minnesota's defense is so great, but you know, you got to keep in mind uh, all those things. And Minnesota's not gone up against a, you know, a good quarterback yet. So, okay. Next up, we are going to Maryland uh, at Purdue. Opened up with Maryland minus four and a half. Purdue obviously plus four and a half, and now it is Maryland minus three and a half. Sex Panther, this one's got to be yours, right? Did I put this one on the slate? Someone said That's 135. You, That's, That's you. you, buddy. Oh, man. I don't know what I was thinking here, but. Uh, no clue. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, I would say about this game, look, Maryland should win this game with Purdue being so shorthanded. Um, and it may have gotten even worse. I'd have to check on some injuries. Uh, but against Penn State last week, Purdue, as if, as if they didn't have enough um, – Injuries to start it. Um, the linebacker Cor- Cornell Jones left the game. He's their second best linebacker. Their first best linebacker was already out, and uh, a defensive tackle uh, also left the game. So could have gotten even worse for Purdue. So if Maryland's going to win another game, this would have to be it, I would think. I'll tell you real quick. Public and money are both on Maryland. And the line is getting slightly better for them, and it's getting worse for Purdue. So this could be a trappy game right here. Hmm. Right. Purdue has the better coaching, that's for sure. It's not even a question. No, right, right. All right, so we'll skip, we'll skip past this one and go to Hawaii at Boise State. Hawaii opened up as a 13-and-a-half-point dog. Obviously, Boise State was the favorite here. And now it is Hawaii plus 11-and-a-half. Yeah, the infamous blue turf over there in Boise. You know, Boise's just doing what Boise does. Uh, outside of the Florida State game to begin the season, though, they, they really haven't played any notable competition. Um, UNLV's not very good. Air Force is Air Force. They haven't really been challenged. Hawaii 
on the other hand, uh, has they played Washington at Washington. They got smacked pretty hard. Um, but they, you know, op- opened the season shockingly with that win against the Arizona Wildcats at home. Um, Oregon State, who's eh, not very good. But look, Hawaii has been putting up points. They've got a pretty good offense, uh, scoring or getting 356 yards per game with their passing game. Um, this one, you know, I, I think this is going to be kind of a high-scoring affair. Um, Boise can definitely score in the 30s. I think Hawaii can get into the 30s. I like Hawaii here with those points. Uh, I'm going to take – I'm going to bet Hawaii with the points, and I might lean – the over when you guys okay. swing on over and talk about that right. over under. Ernst, you're gonna let him throw the flyboys under the bus like that? Just they're nothing. You know, I, I whatever Sex Panther says, I'm probably gonna go with on this game. Who, who are we taking? Hawaii uh, plus eleven and a half. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know which way to go on this one. To be honest, I'd like to bet against both these teams, but you can't when they're playing each other. Um. You know, I think Hawaii's got to be slightly overrated. I think State's got to be slightly overrated. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Without, I don't have any personnel, you know, notes on this. I don't know who's okay. playing and who's not. So, without that, I'll be off of it. All right, Publix on Boise State. Money's on Hawaii, which means, yeah, every, everybody's aware of Hawaii and they can be dangerous. So, the line is moving in the right direction there. It's fading the public, going with the money. That's good. The total opened up at 59. It is now 60 with the public and the money on the over. Panther? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning the over. But like I said, both these teams can score and you know their defenses aren't you know, you, nobody talks about their defense. It's their offense. I, I can see this being, you know, 35, 31, 31, 28, something. You know, it's it's gonna be up there. So I would lean on the over. Okay. Okay. Well, I like the way the I mean the lines moving and the you know I, I love fading the public. I'll lean with you on Hawaii, but that that's about it. All right, Washington State at Arizona State. Next up, Washington State opened up as a two and a half point favorite. Excuse me, two and a half point dog, and now it has shifted to one and a half. Washington State plus one and a half. Arizona State minus one and a half. Yeah, I agree with the the line movement there towards uh, Washington State. Arizona State, uh, last time out uh, versus Cal, uh, basically did about everything they could do to blow the game, a game that they basically dominated. They had a big yardage edge. Um, Garbers, uh, the quarterback for Cal, was was out. Uh, but they, they blew some field goals, uh, fumbled. Uh, some receivers were missed. Uh, but it's a good thing they have uh, Eno, uh, because uh, he carried him down the stretch. They just basically gave it to him every time, and they ended up getting away uh, with the win. Uh, some cu- couple question marks in the secondary that I haven't checked on for Arizona State. If I find out those guys are missing, I would definitely lead towards the Washington State side. As far as Washington State, uh, this kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, I'm my, by no means a, a volume better, going to throw out a ton of games, but... Um, Look, I'm actually four and zero this year betting against Washington State, and I didn't even I didn't Ooh. even realize I was doing it. Wow! Um, but um, all four of those plays, uh, one of them was actually a lean. The UCLA game was a lean, but all the all four of those have been on the uh, podcast. So, um, uh, 
you know, I felt like the Cougars were t- going to take a little little step back. Um, you know, you've got all the stuff with Leach uh, calling his, uh, I think, players uh, dumb, uh, soft, and fat and all that stuff. So <laughs> maybe that motivates them. I don't know, but a uh, good one to watch. I'll probably lean Washington State here. Hopefully none of them are the children from ESPN employees. Right. Yes. <laughs> as as uh, yeah, they won't, hence they the won't reason he's it. working at uh, Washington State, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're going to uh, lean Arizona for now? Is that the official? You're kind of just no. It would be a lean of Washington State for lean now. Lean of Washington State, okay. But I do want to check on some personnel stuff okay. for Arizona State. Yeah. Yeah, this this game is actually you know a battle of strength versus strength. You know, Washington State and Mike Leach is you know known for his offense and ability to score. Uh, Arizona State is putting out one of the best defenses in the country, limiting offenses to 325 yards per game total. Um, you know, Washington State. You know, Mike Leach. You know, he unleashed, unleashed his media bomb there after the debacle at Utah. For him to just go into a game and his team to only score 13 points. You know, that, that'll get him pretty upset. Shouldn't say those things about the kids that he did, but he did. But they haven't been right. They haven't been right since that UCLA debacle. You know, you put up 63 points and lose that game. Um, they, they've got to do something about their defense because their defense is just getting scored on at will. Um, the, you know, the whole strength versus strength thing. And then I also got to worry about the mindset of these Washington State players. Right now, I just don't trust Washington State their offense and their head. This is only their second through road game. Um, they didn't do very well at Utah. Uh, so I'm going to lean Arizona State at home, but just a lean. This is a watchable game, but not one I don't think I would bet. Yeah. Well, the public and the money are both on Arizona State here. So the line getting better for them is something to worry about. And the line getting worse for Washington State interests me. I like everything Earn says. If he's if he's four and zero, I'm doing it. I'm I'm betting. I'm betting Washington State. Mm. It's a trap. It's a trap game. Mm. Fifty-seven and a half is where the total open. It is fifty-nine now. Public and money on the over. So they tend to think it's going to get correct with Washington State. I think it may. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that one, Arch. All right. Ole Miss at Missouri next up. Missouri opened up as an 11-point favorite, and now they are a 12-point favorite. Yeah, this is one of my games. Kind of like, kind of like uh, how Earns has been money with Washington State. I've been money with Missouri. They they just can't do anything wrong except you know lose their Wyoming game to open the season. They they kind of reminiscent of the the mid 90s Auburn team, right? They they have a chance to really screw up the SEC the way they're playing and they can't go to a bowl game um, because they're, you know, under suspension. So uh, Missouri's been playing really well. Kelly Bryant uh, has mastered that offense. The surprising thing about Missouri is that defense. They are giving up a paltry 227-yard total per game. And, and that that's impressive. Now, I, granted, you can question the competition they played, um, but against anybody, that's, that's just incredible numbers. Um, Ole Miss has not been very good. Um, they've, the games that they've won have been against bad competition, and the games that they've lost have been against ranked competition. Um, they got beat up pretty good by Alabama, but everybody gets beat up pretty good by Alabama. At 12 or 11 and a half, 12 points, I, 
I'm definitely Missouri at home. I'm on Missouri here. I will take the Tigers. Yeah, uh, this is a team you've been hitting the button quite a bit um, so far this year. Mississippi, a team that I cashed last week, uh, calling for them to roll over uh, a bad Vanderbilt team. Uh, look, I think Mississippi is maybe on the verge of just getting everything right. They've, they've got a good coaching staff. They've got um, Rich Rod at the uh, offense. They've got uh, McIntyre, the former uh, um, Pac-12 coach of the year, right? And um, at the defensive coordinator. So, Kale Garrett, uh, he'll be out. Uh, he's basically the best player for Missouri on defense, or especially one of them. He's an all-SEC uh, all linebacker. He's, uh, I think he's out for the year, but he's definitely out for the next month, uh, month and a half or so. Um, I think your run of hitting the Missouri button may come to a close here. I'm going to lean with uh, Ole Miss here. Oh. Ole Miss is uh, going to have a different – Ole Miss – the quarterback situation is getting different for them. They started out with Matt Correll. Uh, he's a freshman from California somewhere. He got hurt, a little banged up. They they brought in the this other freshman, and he's a running threat. Uh, kind of fits Rich Ride's uh, system a little bit better. The other guy's healthy, but I think they're going to stick with the other running freshman, and I think that's probably better for him because Matt Corral was not good uh, through the first uh, three, three, four games of the season that he played. Public is on Missouri. Money is on Ole Miss. This could be a little trappy with that line shift here, getting better from Ole Miss and getting worse from Missouri. I guess we'll have to see. I don't I don't have a feel for this one at all, so I'm not on it. 55 is where the total opened. It's 56 now with the public and the money on the under. Trending over. Public and money on the like, under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, yeah, I, I like the under to... here, too. Yeah, one at a time, gentlemen. One at a time. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think I like the under here, too, with the way Missouri's defense is playing. And Ole Miss doesn't have a bad defense. It's just kind of a – they've just been scored upon, you know, by those numbers are inflated because of the, the Alabama game. Um, but, yeah, I think I would lean towards the under uh, here. Yeah, I mean, I would have said that you would have to definitely take in the fact that Cal Garrett is out. It's over under. And uh, – you know, we'll see if uh, Old Miss's offense gets it going. And Kelly Bryant had a, was a little banged up. I don't know if he's 100% or not, but I'm pretty sure he's going to go in this game for Missouri. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, interesting to see. Next up, we've got South Carolina at Georgia. Uh, so let's see here. That South Carolina game opened up with South Carolina plus 24, Georgia minus 24, and that's where it is. It's Georgia minus 24. Yeah, I think South Carolina is a good uh, team. They're two and three, uh, but they played uh, Bama and uh, at Missouri, uh, UNC. Those are the games they've uh, lost. Uh, they've got uh, some mounting uh, injuries on the offensive side of the ball, uh, quarterback most notably, and uh, so they're not a team that I can I can get behind right now, unfortunately, because I thought they were going to be pretty good this year. The quarterback that they have right now, Helensky, uh, he's going to go the last I knew. I uh, need to double-check on that. But he is the worst, uh, the most inaccurate quarterback I've seen play the game of football at the college level this year. Uh, he's been awful. 
Um, after the Alabama game, there was a lot of people saying he was good and then he played good. And I watched the Alabama game. He really wasn't that great. Um, I don't know if Georgia's going to cover or not. Um, if South Carolina had a good quarterback, I would definitely be on the South Carolina side here, but uh, I'm going to have to stay off. Um, yeah, so I'm going to stay away from this one. Yeah, I don't know about that 24 point stuff. I, I wouldn't be surprised if South Carolina covered it. I wouldn't be surprised if South Carolina lost by 35. It, I think the safe bet here is it work out a lot of money and just money line the Bulldogs. Otherwise, I'm just <laughs> the money line. Money line on a 24 point spread. Yeah. Um, oh, only cost you $2,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, the, the public and the money are on South Carolina plus the points. Line is frozen. Like we said, it's 24. Um, so that, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to bet Georgia or not. Um, the total opened up 54. It's 52 and a half. So it's trending under with the public and the money on the over. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Georgia likes to run the ball and they like to use a lot of the clock. So. That's all I can say about that. I mean, South Carolina, I would say they have a pretty good defense, a defense that's going to be able to stop Georgia on at least a few occasions. But I'll stay away from the overrun. Okay. Yeah, I'm off that. I'm off that overrunner. Gotcha. Next up, we got Cincinnati at Houston. Opened up Cincinnati minus five on the road, and now they are minus seven and a half against Houston. Yeah, so this is one of the games I really like for this week. Um, you know, I know we're dealing with like mid-majors here, but these are two really quality teams. Um, Cincinnati has been playing very well under Luke Fickle. They've only got that, you know, ass whooping of, you know, let you know you're the ugly stepbrother to Ohio State and you're not ready to play with the big boys yet. But against their, the mid-major, you know, common part, they're, they're right there. They're they're beating everybody. They beat UCF uh, last week. That was a big win, big notch in their belt. And, you know, Houston has been – You know, the record doesn't say that they're playing well, but they've played a really good schedule. They went – opened the season at Oklahoma. Um, you know, they, they played them tough. Uh, they were in the game against uh, Washington State you know, back on September 13th, and they lost a game to a very good Tulane team. Uh, two weeks ago, they were the underdog uh, against North Texas and won that game. Uh, you know, at home, two weeks to prepare. This is really going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be way closer than seven and a half points. Uh, I'm going to take the Houston Cougars here plus those seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that one at all. So um, that uh, gets me a little bit worried, though. Look, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did see this morning right on ESPN uh, when I when I rolled out of bed that uh, an article Justin uh, Murphy looks like he's uh, played four games. I don't know whether he's coming back or not. I think he's got a knee injury, uh, but he's leaving the program as well on the offensive side of the ball. So they did have you know Eric King uh, leave Corbin, uh, the wide receiver leave Murphy as an offensive lineman. He's leaving, but um, look if. If there's one person, as, as defensively, as far as I know, Houston's got everybody. If there's one person that's going to have, you know, De'Eric King leave and uh, then just going to go ahead and win the conference, it's going to be Dana Holson. I mean, it just seems like something to do. Uh, he rolled, uh, they rolled last time out versus uh, North Texas. 
they were a huge underdog. Well, I think I got up to 7.5 underdog last, last time. So, um, yeah, I would, I would probably lean Houston here, but, um, yeah, yeah, I'll lean Houston for sure. And, and it's going to come down to personnel, whether or not, um, I'm going to take a look at the personnel decide whether I'll actually bet this game one way or the other, but. Gotcha. Public and money are both on Cincinnati. So the line getting worse for them seems to track. Okay. There's no, no indication of a trap. Uh, 55 is where it opened. It's at 51 and a half. Now it's trending under with the public and the money on the under. So that's a very significant drop. Yeah, it's significant. But I, I think this could easily be, you know, a, 28 21 28 24 kind of game um i think these are way more evenly matched than uh vegas has given and i'm really surprised um that people are going to lay the seven and a half you know cincinnati i think it's probably a reaction to that central florida game um and central florida just isn't who they have been you know the last two years um that's a notch in their belt but i I think this is going to be a pretty competitive game okay okay next up we got michigan state at wisconsin it opened up at i want to make sure i got this right uh michigan state plus 10 wisconsin minus 10 and now it is wisconsin minus 10 and a half yeah i'm I'm probably one of the few people that wants to give wisconsin the love that i think they they deserve um but at the same time you know other than the wolverine game that's been their only real "Quote unquote test." They've they've been playing a bunch of patsies and mid majors. Um, otherwise, Michigan State. I mean, this has been a real tough season for them. They just can't find their footing, particularly offensively. Uh, the Arizona State game was was just kind of hard to watch. They could have won that game. They can make a damn field goal, but but they couldn't. Um, beating Northwestern was a, a nice notch and scoring points against Indiana. But again, they gave up thirty one against Indiana. But then they, you know, they play Ohio State and just pretty much get ran out of the building. Ohio State flex their muscle. I really feel like Wisconsin can do the same. This offensive line and Jonathan Taylor, I mean, they just run and pound the ball over whoever they play. Michigan State is usually known for their defense, um, but I just don't know if their defense is going to have enough to stop Jonathan Taylor. That 10-and-a-half line – is a little rich. Dan, D'Antonio gets his guys up for these big games. And for the Spartans, this is a very, very big game. I'm probably going to lean Michigan State here with those points, but I, I feel pretty confident Wisconsin will win this game. Yeah, I don't like that Michigan State has had, uh, you know, back-to-back uh, road games, uh, Ohio State and now Wisconsin. Uh, but I do actually like the way the Spartans' offense looked um, last last week against possibly the best defense in, in the nation. Uh, you got to think about all the good defenses that Michigan State has had to face so far this de- uh, this this season. Tulsa, uh, an incredible defense there. Arizona State, pretty good defense. Northwestern, really good defense. And Ohio State, possibly the best defense in the nation. Indiana even had, you know, probably a pretty decent defense uh, as well. So uh, I think maybe Michigan State uh, has a little bit more offensively than, than people realize, and maybe they put it together. I think 10.5 now is uh, probably too much. So I'm definitely leaning Michigan State. I might get to the window with the Spartans in this one. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Public is on Wisconsin. Money is on Michigan State. So it is a little worrisome that, you know, it, it's a little <laughs> little worrisome that the line's gotten slightly better for Michigan State there with that half point. I don't know how to read that necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, and if you guys are that confident, I will lean with you, but I am not going to bet this game, I don't think, unless we see some different line movement. Uh, 42 is where the total opened, and now it is 40 with the public and the money on the over. So it's trending under with the public and the money on the over. Uh, you factor in the line, you're looking at like a 25 to 15 game. I think it can get over that. I think, matter of fact, Michigan State's going to have to score more than 17 points, 20 points to win this game. So I think both teams could probably get into the 20s. I, I would probably take the over in that game. I don't know whether it's going over or under, but I think Michigan State's offense is going to get something going in this game. So I'll leave it at that. All right. Next up, we got Florida at LSU. It opened up. Like I said, I got to make sure we got this right. Yeah, Florida plus 13 and a half, LSU minus 13 and a half, and that is where we are at, 13 and a half. This line just absolutely shocks me. You know, Florida coming off that big win against Auburn last week, and, you know, and much like, you know, Ernst pointed out with uh, Michigan State having to play two, you know, big juggernauts back-to-back, now Florida has to do it. They play Auburn and come back and go travel on the road and go play LSU. I don't know if this line has is that much confidence in LSU or it, or there it's, you know, Florida playing back-to-back games or some combination of, but I'm that line just really, really shocked me. I'm – not drinking the LSU Kool-Aid just yet. Um, you know, they had that win against Texas, and then they've beaten up soundly a bunch of nobodies. Um, Texas stayed within seven. It was at home, uh, or in Austin, I should say. Florida's deep. This is going to be the toughest defense LSU has seen all season. Florida's defense is the real deal. 13 and a half, I just feel like it's too many points. I'm, I'm going to take Florida with those two touchdowns. Yeah, I'll have like three or four glasses of the Kool-Aid uh, for LSU. Uh, <laughs> this uh, is pretty good uh, LSU team. Florida, you know, I think there was a, a sort of a sentiment out there that maybe Florida was a fraudulent 5-0 and team, maybe shouldn't have been in the top te- uh, 10 uh, initially or now, and I think that's correct. Um, I think LSU is going to win the game. <laughs> It is a big number, um, but if I had to go one way or the other on this, I would go LSU because LSU is just so much better offensively than Florida. Florida doesn't have that good of an offensive line, and uh, there's some uncertainty around the quarterback. I don't know if Trask is going to play or not or whether they're going to go with third quarterback, Emory Jones, but that can't be good on the road against LSU. So I'll go LSU or nothing on this one. Are you going to bet it? you pulling the trigger? It's a lean right now. Lean. Okay. okay. All right. I want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> Public is on Florida. Money is on LSU. Line is not moving, though. That's something to be aware of. So that's a little worrisome. I guess I would, you know, if the public and the money disagree, I tend to like to be on the money side. I'll lean LSU here, but I'm not going to bet it. Uh, 55 It's where it opened. 55, 54 and a half, depending on your book. And now, depending on your book, it's either 55 and a half glued shut or it's 56. So it could be, yeah, it could be trending over or not moving. And the public, the public and the money are on the over. 
Yeah, yeah. so that's somewhere around 38 to 25 ish somewhere in there i i you know i honestly think i would take the under here i would just worry about defensive and special teams touchdowns in this one as far as the i don't see how florida is really going to mount i mean i know mullen is an offensive coach but i don't know how they're going to mount much of an offensive attack against uh, lsu but I would be worried about special teams and then turnover, pick sixes, fumble sixes kind of thing as far as the over-under is concerned, so I'll stay off of it. Okay. Next up, we got Alabama at Texas A&M. I'm making a mess here. Alabama <laughs> at Texas A&M. It opened up at, make sure, 18. Alabama minus 18, and now it's Alabama minus 17. Yeah, this is the uh, third of the gauntlet that Texas A&M has to play. They're they're literally playing, you know, four of the toughest games in the entire season. Uh, they already played Clemson. They already played Auburn. Now they get Alabama. Uh, they still have Georgia, and, and or five games I should say. Then and they also have uh, LSU to look forward to. So A&M is is easily playing the most difficult schedule uh, in the country. They're at home. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, Alabama's had two weeks to prepare. They thumped on Mississippi pretty good. I think – I don't think there's any doubt that Alabama wins this game. I think really the question is whether or not A&M can, can keep it within 17. I think Jimbo Fisher's got that um, – you know, got that team going the right direction. I think he's going to do good things uh, down there in College Station. But <sighs> – to go toe to toe with Alabama and the way they're just clicking, I, I just don't know that they can cover the seventeen. I, I'm not confident enough to bet it, but I'm going to lean Alabama here um, minus those seventeen. Yeah, Alabama's had those linebacker injuries and uh, some questions uh, on how good their offensive line is this year. Uh, obviously, they got the big uh, four uh, receivers. Uh, we all know that, but uh, and then they got two us. So uh, this will be interesting to find out how good the offensive line for Alabama is and defense is. And uh, I'm very interested to see if this one gets, you know, is actually a game. It, it'll be a while. It's been a while since Alabama's played a close uh, regular season game. Uh, they blew everybody out last year in the regular season. So uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. Uh, I, it just the slightest thing if I had to go one way or the other, maybe A and M, but not confident at all in that. But I'm going to stay off for sure. All right. Uh, let's see. Public and money are both on Bama. Surprise, surprise. The line's getting better for him, though. The line's getting better. Screw it. Give me Texas A and M plus the points. I'm betting it. There we go. Let's do it, man. Keep an eye on that line. If it continues to get worse for AM, I've got my confidence just keeps growing. Yeah. Good. I, I'm wondering if, if this is just a little sleeper, if this one's a barn burner. I'm wondering. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. All right. But uh 61. That's where the total opened. That's where the total is. The public is on the under. The money is on the over. Oh. I think I would lean on the over. Um you know, Alabama's going to score. They're probably going to score in the 30s. So if A&M's going to have a shot at this game, they're going to have to get into the high 20s, 30s. Uh, yeah. I think I would have on the over. I'm kind of thinking over, too. I'm thinking – I'm hoping Earns is right. It's a barn burner and just, you know, it gets really exciting and, you know, we get the over. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back and watch. <laughs> 
All right. Two games left to go. And we're going to go to Penn State at Iowa. Uh, let's see. Make sure I got the line right. Penn State opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Iowa, and now they are three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, th- I mean, I don't know. I-, I feel like I'm a hater when it comes to the Iowa Hawkeyes, but they just, you know, they're, they're just so mediocre. They're such a eight and four team, nine and three, maybe every single year. And there's always that consistent teams that they can't beat. And it's that upper echelon of teams. And I don't know if Penn State is upper echelon, but they're definitely knocking on that door. Uh, Iowa has played a pretty blah schedule. And, and then they lost, you know, in a very boring game up there in Ann Arbor last week you know 10 to 3 couldn't even muster a touchdown when everybody and their brother was scoring on uh, the Wolverines so uh, notice notice fellas I don't say the m-word um Penn State you know outside of that I don't can't even explain it that maybe it was a rivalry against Pittsburgh outside of that game where it was only 17 to nothing they've pretty much just been scoring at will um I, I think they can definitely outscore Iowa by three and a half points um, if anything, maybe this line feels a little trappish just because it's so low. But I, I feel like Penn State wins this game pretty comfortably. I'm going to bet the Penn State Nitty line here. Yeah, Penn State just or uh, Iowa, you know, they just can't seem to win the big game. They had all these games won last year, uh, as I've said before. And uh, they just uh, let me let me run through them real quick. They had uh, Wisconsin beat. I think they had the lead in the fourth quarter, and then they had Penn State. Uh, they were at the two yard line with a, less than two minutes uh, to go last year at uh, in Happy Valley. And um, the quarterback, what's his name, Stanley, just inexplicably throws to a receiver that's not looking, and Penn State gets the interception. Uh, they had uh, Northwestern beat. That was a game they should have won. They lost at Purdue. Um, that was a game that they had won as well, so they choked in four games last year. But this one is weird because it's at – they're an underdog here, and it's at home, and it's 3.5. So if they choke, they can still choke, lose the game, and, and cover the spread, which has gotten me a little <laughs> <laughs> interested out of the Iowa Now, this is what I would like to know, Arch. Do you have like a history of like what this opened up, what it got to at its highest and its lowest? Let's you, take you a look. Any... Let's okay. take a look. Oops. Because I, I, I'd heard rumors that maybe this got up to five. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't or see whether... five. Oh, wait, no, it did. At one point, it was five. It was at four o'clock on the seventh. At four, uh, excuse me, five o'clock on the seventh, it was plus four for hmm. Iowa. Then for some reason, at 7 p.m., it exploded to five. And then it wow. stayed at five for just a few, wow, just a few minutes. And then it dropped back down to four. I mean, like one minute, yeah. one minute, it was a five. And then it shot down to four, shot down to four, stayed for four for quite a while. And then on the eighth, it got down to three and a half. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, in this one, I, I've, I really like Penn state as a team that could possibly win the, the big 10 here, but uh, Iowa at Iowa, three and a half points and the way Penn state's looked, they had a, they trailed Buffalo in the third quarter and were getting massively outgained in that game in the third quarter. I have it here. Um, 
Total yards against Buffalo. This was a third quarter number. Buffalo, 344. Penn oh. State, 130. Wow. <laughs> um, and then they had the close game with Pitt. Now, Pitt you know, has the, the ability to play well, but that was a touchdown game. And uh, Maryland, you know, it's what they do to Maryland every year. Um, yeah, so I would have to lean towards Iowa right here, plus those three and a half. Okay. Got you in for the lean. It, it, okay, let's see here. Public and money are both on Iowa. And it's just, so as we sit now, two and a half to three and a half, it's gotten better for them. Uh, Penn State, it's gotten slightly worse for them. So this could be could be a little trappy. I'm not sure. We'll have to just see how that goes. I don't like this. I'm off this game. Uh, 43 and a half is where it opened for totals wise, and it is 41 and a half even. It's trending under with the public and the money on the under. Hmm. Yeah, I I, yeah, good. If, if I was going to have a chance here, they're going to need it to be under because they're they're not scoring in the 30s. This is not who they are. Um, so they're going to need it to be in the under. But they, they have a really good defense. Um, I would probably lean under, but I'm not going to bet that. Okay. Last game. Well, yeah, second to last game, I should probably say. No, last game. Uh, USC at Notre Dame. The line opened up at USC plus 11, Notre Dame minus 11, and it is now 10 and a half. Uh, you know, this, this is one of those, this is one of those games and then particularly that line, you know, for, for the history of my life, I've been told that USC and Notre Dame are rivals. I don't know who came up with that. I know we play every year. I just don't consider USC a rivalry game. I don't, you know, I even read an article where they said even the, the players, they're, they're cordial to each other. Like there's, there's not any hate. So I, I don't know if that necessarily plays a factor, but what I am looking at here is USC, uh, th- their losses have been on the road. Um, they lost at BYU. They lost at Washington pretty convincingly. And now you have to, you know, travel all the way over to South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, got that little bye week, if you will, going against Bowling Green, got to tune up the offense, get that running game going. Uh, you know, and USC's defense has not been very good. And they're giving up 175 yards on the ground alone. Um, Notre Dame, ever since, you know, somebody called out their 120th ranked defense, has actually played really well on the defensive side of the ball. Matter of fact, defense is really who won that game against Virginia. I mean, I, I feel pretty confident saying Notre Dame is going to win this game. It, it's just that 10 and a half. It's it's probably right there. I think USC can can stay within the ten and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a seven point game. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a fourteen point game. But it's my Irish, so I'll bet them. Give me Notre Dame minus ten and a half. Hmm. Yeah, I can see uh, both both ways here. I mean, I do think uh, Notre Dame. I don't know. I, I still feel like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna lose a game here. It's somewhere down the stretch. Uh, Slovis is going to be back at quarterback for USC. It's going to be on the road. And uh, I don't know. I, maybe he'll be better. He was not good against BYU in that loss. He was knocked out in the first series against Utah. Uh, in comes Matt Fink, the third guy, and they beat Utah. Um, that was a home game Friday. And I don't know who played uh, quarterback last time out. I think Fink played again at Washington, and so now they're going back to Slovis as he's healthy. I don't believe in this quarterback thing at all for USC, but they've got so many skill players. 
talent-wise, they probably have better talent than, than Notre Dame. Although Notre Dame, obviously, pretty good. Really good receivers. Yeah, so you see uh, USC, they do have a lot of good skill players, a lot of talent on this team. It might be even better than Notre Dame's talent. And uh, although Notre Dame obviously has pretty good talent, but uh, I'm, I'm on Ron St. Brown, Tyler uh, Lawns, uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, I don't know of anybody that's that's scheduled to be out of this game offensively for U- USC. So that's got me leaning maybe a little bit towards USC. I'm, I'm not going to bet this game because I don't like necessarily Slovis at the quarterback position. All right. Majority of the public is on Notre Dame. The money's coming in on USC. So that little bit of a, the line shift that we're seeing, the 10 and a half, that seems to make sense. That seems to be okay. Uh, you know, I like to be on the money side if they disagree with the public, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, Panther does all right with Notre Dame. So I'm going to have to sit this one out. <laughs> the total opened up at 55. It's 59 and a half trending over with the public and the money on the over. Hmm, no, 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 no. I, th- I think this is probably an under game. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm even thinking something along the lines of 30 to 24 puts you under. I, I would really be surprised if it was a, a higher scoring game than something like that. Yeah, I would be too. I'm, I'm definitely leaning the under here. I've seen what the Irish offense can do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that uh, is that 120th ranked defense going to rear its head uh, in this game with all the skill players USC has? Oh, yeah, that could scary. be interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to pull the trigger on the under, but I, I'm, I'm leaning that way. I mean, we've got to keep an eye on it. It's only Thursday. we got plenty of time. Right. And so that is it. We touched on all the college football games we wanted to talk about. Uh, Jayhawks, I believe, had the week off, so we don't really get to talk about that powerhouse. Um mm. But yeah, since we are doing it a day early, I did want to say to the patrons, you know, I'll get you our picks, but I'm going to sit on the actual cheat sheet for, you know, for another full day. We won't, I won't release the cheat sheet until Friday at some point. So, you know, get a little more accurate uh, lines there. So there's that. All right, Ernst, thanks again for, you know, delaying those uh, surgeries you have to go into today. Right. Uh, you know, hey, they can handle it. I guess. <laughs> Uh, Panther, take us home, man. Uh, time to go home. You know, and the whole time we've been here, I'm sure we're well over an hour, but uh, the fucking weatherman actually got it right. Now I'm seeing that white shit come down and it's sticking. So we'll see what kind of drive I got coming home. But um, hey, you guys know the drill. Get on Discord. Let us know how you did. I know some of the, some of the troopers were on that Wednesday night game. Let us know how you did there. Um, what you got going on. For the Thursday night, Friday night, there's football all the way till Monday night NFL. So get on Discord. Let us know how you're doing, what you're doing, how you're doing it. And when it's all said and done, kids, make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.